If you can't get enough of the Mixing Music Podcast and want three times the amount of episodes every week, subscribe to our exclusive content for only $4 a month or $40 a year at mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, two, three. Yeah! Hello, and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK. And with me today, we have my always the same co host, Spanky Lou. Uh, I will take it. But uh, <laughs> usually maybe, I try to start maybe with Anna. Yeah. Nickname, but. Oof. Uh, yeah, off the top, off the top, uh, and we have a special guest today. Lou, do you want to introduce our guest today? Yeah, so today we got my longtime friend, DJ Ice. He's a producer, he's an engineer, he's worked on a lot of records that you guys have actually heard, and with a lot of upcoming artists that are actually pretty do- pretty cool, to be honest. Like, you find these guys out here in LA, but they're on the indie market, but once you actually listen to the music, it's like, why aren't they blowing up? Like, it's a fact. So, what have you been doing lately? Like, can you kind of elaborate on like what you've been working on, or like where people can find you? So, as of lately, I just got back from Atlanta. I was with Airplane James, Beat Boy, and then I was also with Merlagura. I was with Gary Biddy. I was with Trav. I was with a whole bunch of people. The herd, shout out to the herd. Um, nice. Man, y'all can find me everywhere. <laughs> I'm trying to think about like, all the things that I've been doing. I'm also like trying to get my tea right. I'm trying to get my mind right. But also, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, everything. And we'll Spotify, link it all. Like, everything. give us the links to everything. We'll put it on. Yeah. So, yeah. so my our first question is, uh, for people that don't know you, what is your story? Like, what did you do before? How did you get into music? And more importantly, like the production recording side of music. And what has been your journey to get you to now where you're working with Dreamville and stuff like that? How, what is kind of your path? Um, my path would be music started for me, as I want to say, around the age of since I was born. <laughs> my <laughs> mother is from New York. She's from the Bronx. She's from where the building that hip hop was originated in. Nice. On top of that, you got my father on the other hand, my father, DJ. Mm-hmm. Brother had a, taught my brother how to DJ, taught me how to DJ. Family business. Family business. Oh, all the way all the way up until this point to today. So I've I've known how to DJ since I was like nine. That's actually kind of like dope. when I when I like started, like when I like messed around with vinyl, kinda understand like what was going on and then from there on just been in love with music since. 
Yeah. When did you start like producing or, or engineering, or what did you start on first? I started on a video editing, a video like back in the day, like we used to make montages, like okay, of, yeah, like, video games and all that. So like Call of Duty, we go crazy on, and like Gears of War and things like that. So we use this video like editing software. I think it was Sony Vegas Pro. Like the old, oh, yeah. old, old oh, yeah. version. Back when you had to buy it on a disc at Best on, Buy. Oh, God. Yeah. So, so we had that. I had an Xbox Live microphone, just like one of the little headset joints. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just plug in that into the to the mic per- portion of the Windows computer. Yep. And that's how we get our sound. And I pulled in beats from YouTube, and then that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. We, needed, we needed better beats. So I, I picked up production. We needed, then we needed somebody to engineer. And you just kind of jumped into that? So I just jumped into both. I kind of like double dusted in. Nice. Was there ever like a time where you're like, should I engineer? Should I go to school? Or did you, were you just like, just jumped into it? Oh, I don't do with school. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you, you were like, you oh, were so dude. passionate about it oh, dude, that you were like, no questions asked. Let me just start. What, what would you rather have? Would you rather have the quote unquote knowledge that you think a school would teach you? Or would you rather have actual knowledge from going through the motions of, of doing what you claim that you want to do? Yeah, I always tell people all the time, like, there's a there's a, a popular saying going around, but it, it holds true every time I talk to people, like, yo, if you wanted to be a doctor, and you don't know what to do to get to there, go knock on a door of, of a doctor's office and talk to the head doctor there, like, go find out what they did or what they recommend, that's don't just blindly go that's to the school exactly and be like, that's how it works, producer. yeah. Like, when I started engineering, I had a friend uh, named Jerry Mateo, who was I was actually introduced to through my best friend, Joseph. And uh, what was funny is the dude would grill me on basics. Ask DK. I grill everybody on basics. He grills me on basics, but mostly because <laughs> I, I deserve it. I mean, DK is very fast and efficient, and he's good at what he does. But because me and him both have this ADHD, like, on Yo, crack. It's been, like, five times in the last three days I have done messed up something. And it's, like, <laughs> always super simple things. Like, I wrapped the cable wrong or, like... Or, like, forgot to check where the ox was patched to or something. I think something. what it is is I just need some sleep. <laughs> hey, I feel that. But, you know, going sleep back to it is, like, Jerry actually helped me really understand engineering because he was actively engineering, getting paid to engineer. That was something I wanted to do. And I had nobody to teach me except for somebody who was professional. I think that what's was what like leap started everything, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was actually really cool. So you know, learning from a professional is always the best. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah. So yeah. So so you started engineering. So you started making some beats, uh, and then you started engineering. What made you continue to go down that path? Like, how old were you at this time when you decided to start engineering? Video games was jumping, so. Like, were you in high school? Was this after? Be- it was definitely school? middle school. Oh, so this was yeah. early, early. Oh, yeah, video games yeah. been jumping in my whole life. Like, everybody wants to claim, like, they've been a gamer. Cap, bro, y'all <laughs> just got hip to games. Don't lie. Like, don't lie. Like, don't fake it for Twitch. Like, y'all just got on Call of Duty. Like, Bro, y'all don't remember Call of Duty 3 when the graphics was trash? Like, don't talk to me, bro. Do you remember playing it on PlayStation 1 and being like, what the hell is that in the disc? Bro, do you, remember, do you remember looking at, the, looking at the disc and being like, yo, man, I don't know what they doing on here, but I'm on Crash Bandicoot because this cover looked wild. <laughs> and then you didn't understand that it was Warfare until, moder- until, the, until the fourth, until the fourth one. You ever remember looking at the disc and being like, damn, I hope it plays? Bruh. You ever <laughs> so just stare at the disc? Like, 
I hope this one plays. If not, we're going to have to do the ha-ha trick and pray. Please, now, because you say you've been playing games for so long, were you playing games back when I think it was like Domino's or Pizza Hut was giving out the PlayStation demo disc? Yo, where bro. you order a large Actually, pizza? Bro, I, I do remember yeah. that. Listen, I've been playing games since games was games. Yeah, my, yo, me and my dad was just on Facetime today talking about how he was on he was on Facebook Marketplace trying to find a Dreamcast because mm-hmm. we used to have a dream. Yo, actually, we used Dreamcast, to have we whoa. we used to have a Dreamcast and play this the most best fishing game in the world. What fishing? Yo, game actually, that? yo man, like, they made they got a whole fishing rod for it, but we used to sit there and play that joint for hours. Yo, I played the same. Me, game him, and game. my brother yo. would sit there and play this fishing game for. I know some of you guys aren't watching the video of this, but I'm like eyes open to this. Like, there was a fishing game with a fishing rod. Oh, and it was the, the Dreamcast rod thing. Yo, that I love the Dreamcast. That was probably my favorite console. Dreamcast was a, was a such. Did a you ever play Shenmue? Console. Yo, I played everything. Yo, Shenmue on the Dreamcast was probably the game for me. Honestly, I was always PlayStation my whole life, but it wasn't even because I had a preference. Nah, it's cool because y'all family had some of the PlayStation. Games. PlayStation, oh, really? PlayStation, because y'all y'all uh, adapted uh, Ready to Rumble. That's true. That's true. Ready to Rumble was my a cousin green had a Sega, but I didn't visit him all the time when he had it. So like when we did start like hanging out more, it was always like uh, like Nintendo sixty four, Super Smash Bros, or Donkey Kong, or some shit like that, like typical Nintendo shit. Mm-hmm. But typical four players. After two, that, two it was just PlayStation, show. PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and now I'm going to get the PlayStation 5. Uh, Ready to Rumble was that four-player minigames thing, right? Yep. Yeah, with the cut, like the yep. green, blue, red players and stuff. Yep. Oh, yep. What was that game? What Rampage? about Power Stone? Do you remember Power Stone on Dreamcast? That one I don't. I do not. Power Stone is nostalgic to me. Okay, anyway, we're getting on a yeah, super Yeah, we're, we're over here doing an audio so show school, talking about video games. Middle school. You, middle school when you started engineering. Video games, so video games heavy, so boom, and so I'm, I'm, I'm probably like, what's middle school? Is but like, I mean, like, like most, like, I would like say. Like 12, 13? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so 12, 13, I'm, I'm, around, I'm around school like, yo, man, like, I do music. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's like what I do. So most people, I would say, like, even with all of our friends, a lot of people stop making music after high school and throughout college years or like you know up and like a lot of people stop making music and only a few stick around and continue for a long time because it's hard as fuck like straight up yeah. for sure. so yeah. what is your story from like in during that transitional phase like after high school and like yeah, when you're trying to figure out adult life like i met you when you were already like working i met you with brighton uh des mm-hmm. and you already knew what you were doing and obviously you started early but like what was it like like really getting into the industry like what was your transition? Uh, my transition goes pretty far as seeing it from all ends of the spectrum, from the DJ realm, mm-hmm. from the producer realm, and the engineer realm, just seeing how different gigs operate when you a DJ, mm-hmm. how different gigs operate when you run in your role as a producer. You mm-hmm. come in, you play your beats, blah, blah, blah. You get out. Yeah. You engineering, you staying from beginning to the end of the First end. one in, last one out. Sim- similar to similar to DJ life, but it's on wax. Hmm. It's on full wax. Like you just recorded everything that you did, so everything needs to be a certain way. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of records that once it's cut, like it just goes out like that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. The cut was was the one. I mean, because you got to think about it. We want to sell the the live recording. We don't want to sell something extremely over rehearsed and or that unless that's your unless oh, that's yeah. your forte unless that's your thing. 
I mean, if you're doing pop, I get it. If you're doing pop, I get it. But I mean, I like to feel things. Yeah. I mean, I keep saying it all the time. You know, think it, it, it's funny because I tell everybody all this all the time. And it's funny. You might, for those of you watching, you might notice we're wearing the same shirt. I actually purposely wore this shirt today before we even asked Ice to come through. Crazy. And then so, when so, I FaceTimed him, I, wasn't even supposed to I looked at him and I was like, yo, why are we wearing the same shirt? <laughs> So what is the shirt? What is the Flores and the Ice? The Flores. All right, so boom. I just put out a project. It's uh, Instrumentals Flores. Real sentimental. Y'all can go read the post and whatnot. But uh, it translates as far as to my girl is the one who picked out all the uh, all the sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we strung it all along, made it one cohesive like instrumental project. And then we just decided to put it out. So that's that's, 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 that's cool. That's what it is. So Is it on uh, online anywhere? It's everywhere. Everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. So Flora's instrumentals. Instrumentals. Yeah. But it's, yeah. What's cool about this uh, shirt thing today is, uh, for me, it actually kind of meant more than just matching shirts. Uh, I always tell people about how you're the reason I got to Dreamville and about uh, building relationships that are non-transactional, like just genuine conversation, people helping out people. Because uh, we've done a ton of projects where we never, neither one of us got paid. Um, or you just hit me up like, yo, uh We've got this album. It needs to be mastered, but there's no budget at all. And I'm still like, you know what? It's ice. I'm doing it. I don't care. But you're the reason I was at Dreamville. And that came from actually building relationships in this industry where uh, we were introduced to each other by Bright. Was it at NAMM when we Mm -hmm. first met? Yeah, Yeah. at NAMM, I think, 2018. And uh, we actually just kind of started working together. And because of us vibing together, you actually presented me with the opportunity to start working with Ari. Mm -hmm. And that's the only reason I was in the room with Ari. But how is that, like, for me and you, that was our relationship. But how is it for you? I know you work uh, a lot with Boz. uh, You work with Omen. But, like, how is it for you, like, building these relationships to where, like, you were actually able to get into the room? I only got there because of our relationship. But you have been doing this much longer than I have. Mm. You have been meeting a lot more people, and you stay way more active than I do. You just fly under the radar. I feel like people, more people need to know about you. I just do my best to just always stay grinding. The, uh, I get put on by, by my homies. So Sylvan put me on to Anik. Anik put me on to Boz, and then Boz has been plugging me since. So it's all just who you surround yourself with. I surround myself with a very very close-knit group of people. I know a lot of people. I do business with a lot of people. I do great business is what mm-hmm. I do. But I have a, I have a really tight-knit group, and we all we all share. Yeah. What's, what's the sense of having a whole pizza to yourself? That's pretty greedy. Well, you can yeah. share a slice and have a way better experience Yeah. with your pizza. You get the pizza and the fiesta. Yeah. And it's funny because... Uh... I tell people all the time, I love putting money in other people's pockets. I love creating opportunities. And I've seen you do that for a lot of people. But do you, like, let me ask you, do you have interns? Do you take interns? Like, like if somebody wanted to work for you or learn from you, like, what do you, is that something that's possible? Man, it's definitely something that's possible for sure, for sure. Okay. Yeah, because I'm, I'm definitely looking for, but it, again, I, I hold myself to a really, really, really high standard. Man, and I think that's why we fuck with each other a mm. lot. And I don't know if I can say the F word. I'll be honest. I think we've already said it a million times. But no, you're good. Uh, but we got sensors. We're we're engineers. Yeah, yeah. We, we can it. always go. Eep. Yeah. But to be honest, like I'm sure most people that are listening just want us to be really us. You know. Yeah, because the reality is this: like the reason me and Ice life. got along early uh, is 
we really kind of knew and understood each other's kind of workflow mentality. We were able to get into a session and get things done. Like no, no funny business, no over talking kind of things like that. Like we made the joke earlier that I talk too much and I do. But uh, when we got to work, we actually worked pretty seamlessly together and we just kind of vibed off of that and continued building. Yeah. And that's kind of like what you're saying, like having good relationships and doing good business with people where it's like, yo, we can we can build just no funny stuff. Yeah. Is it it's clean cut? It's, It's very simple. So I have a question for you. What what do you think makes DJ Ice different from another generic producer engineer? Like what? Who is DJ Ice, and what makes you unique and continue to get new gigs? My ear. Your ear is it? My, ear my, for my ear. Or? My ear for my ear for everything. I can't explain it to you. You can kind of only see it if you see me live in action. You see me live DJing. You see me live mixing. Because when I'm in the studio, this isn't just like cut, copy, paste, and then and then we just gonna see. All right, we just gonna run the same flu flam every single time. It's all right. We'll be on today. Oh, that's how we feel today. I think I'm gonna EQ the vocal like this today because this is how we feel in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, compress- record. compressors. We not doing compressors today. <laughs> the vocals coming in really, really clean today. Yeah. yeah, my vocalist is doing a fantastic job doing their live performance because that's what this is. Man, what I heard you doing earlier, uh, what was your friend's name? Trev Rich. Trev Rich. Like shout out to that guy. That dude shout is an amazing Rich. writer. But uh, what I heard you guys do earlier, I remember twice you guys played. Just as soon as you hit play, and I heard his voice come on, I was like, ooh. What is that? And you guys were laughing, but I was serious. <laughs> like, I'm a huge gut feeling guy. Um, like, I knew I liked you when I met you, but that record, I both those records, I knew I liked right when I heard it. And I even asked them, like, yo, can I just have a copy of this? I'm not going to show it to anybody. I promise not to distribute anything. I just Good really want to hear records. it. Yeah, okay. and that was you just right out the cut. That was walking out the studio. You already had an impression on me on that record. But that was... I've, I've seen you work where you... Kind of like we were talking about earlier. You're doing too much. Mm-hmm. You know, cut the cheese. All right, we're en- all right, we're going to be honest. Engineers be doing the most. Mm-hmm. There's no need that you got 80 compressors on this song, bro. Yeah. There's, it don't make sense. Like, why <laughs> Why do you got our box and our account running at the same time simultaneously three times? And then they got our uh, Renaissance Axe. I like, just, just want to know. And then you running it through a CLA. Oh, I'm just like, all right, bro. Like, yeah. do you. But it's a bit much for me. No, I remember. I like, I like natural. If I get a good microphone, then I know I'm gonna get natural sound. So I'd rather focus yeah. with the natural sound than trying to go in the box and make it sound like something else. And I know you know you the sounds that you like because I remember we've talked about this before. Where you're like, you know what? Give me an Avalon 737 and the 87. I like that better than the BAE 1073. I just it's not the sound that I like. And you Yo, know what? Man, I, just, I respect that I because dislike it. Uh, you know how many people are asking like, you got a 1073 and a CO1B in the studio? It's like. I do, but is there standard. is there is there room for you know change in the vocal chain? Oh no, that's what we need. Okay, well I have it, so come on through. You know, yeah. I'm all for it. I'm all for the vocal chains. I you know experiment with y'all vocals. I like things to sound clean as yeah. possible. I can't get a clean sound. It sounds too gritty. It sounds too dirty. It sound it sounds too mid rangey for me. It's not my taste. It's not my cup of tea. I like I like different. That's and, good. and that's totally fine. And that's actually a good thing. So kind of going back to, 
you saying you have the ear, I want to ask the question that I'm sure everyone has a question about is how did you get the ear and like how do you continue to train the that? The ear came from me going back and listening to all of the records that my parents grew up to. So just listening. Listening. To your foundational roots. Because there's, there's, you could pick up a sound, a new sound every single day. There's a new sound floating around. There's somebody in Michigan with a brand new sound that we'd never heard before. Oh my God, I found so many artists that, during this whole pandemic, I found artists that weren't in Cali that I'm like, dude, you have to come out. With a sound that, Please. We, with a sound that we've never heard before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so let me... So you're saying that study the study the foundation, the roots, and then kind of let that influence take you're, you to you, new levels. You have to you have to sit with it. You have to sit with music. You have to fully enjoy it. We're in the age where things are so disposable. So an album can come that we've supposedly been waiting for the entire year, and we'll listen to it for a week and then be done with it. Back in the day, music didn't come out for, for eons. Yeah, you get a single at the top of the year. You might get another follow up single. At the the next top of the year. Yeah. You feel like that was when it was coming back. Like, hey, man, we back with this next single to flex on y'all. But that's from the same artist. And then in between that, you got maybe three similar artists coming up in that same lane. So they going to draw projects. So you might get maybe seven songs in a year. Yeah. If you lucky. If they wasn't doing projects. Yeah. So think about that all the way up till Guitar Center started to boom. And then there's a track being released every 2.2 seconds. That's wild. That's actually pretty pretty cool if you think about it. Because I know a lot of people that live another on track. the new music uh, playlist. Another. Where they're like, another one. Where they live on iTunes SoundCloud like new releases. Right yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like every, every two seconds is another song. So let me ask you this. Um, because of the, the saturation of music, you know, there's so many different styles. You got like... There's trap, but then there's like emo trap. There's also punk trap and all that kind of stuff. Like there's so many different things going on. And I just use those as examples as things that I would have never really thought of as a genre to create. Mm -hmm. But um, I know you work with a lot of people and I've met a lot of the cats and they all have like dope sounds, but they're also very different from each other. How have you found yourself? Like, do you feel the need to adapt the way you communicate or the way you work according to the room? Like, uh, like obviously, like you're not going to record uh, Boz the same way that you're going to record let's say Anthony Hamilton necessarily maybe there's a different vibe in the studio maybe one studio the, has music every, every like, studio what is your adaptability to that every studio session is a different vibe you, you never you're never going in on the same playing field as you just left something has always changed everything changes in life change comes every single day so you can't go in with the same mindset if you do then you kind of setting yourself up for what you what you going you gonna get what you always got in yeah. a, in, a, in, a, in a sense so like there's nothing revolutionary about you there's nothing that stands out about you no so in in a nutshell like what i'm hearing and correct me if i'm wrong i may be being blunt about it but it's like if you're not doing anything new then why do we have you around like we've already got that sound 2 years ago if you haven't changed anything in 2 years or you've never adapted in 2 years like nothing's different it's kind of just hey man we just going we going to run it and it's going to touch down. Yeah. I often actually, on that note, I even find myself recently with mixes, uh, because I've been focusing so much on efficiency, um, doing the same exact thing that you said, just being automatic sometimes. And I think that 
doing exactly what you said, like doing something different every single time, continuing to experience, continuing to learn, it's probably the best way to continue to adapt the ear as well, along with listening to records and stuff. And that also comes from me listening to, I'm listening to a lot of new people. Like, How do you feel, like, socially speaking? You know, uh, all right, let me give you an example. You got some artists that you work really well with, and they have a certain, like, familiar love with you. And then there's other artists that just book you because they know you're a good engineer, but you're not really part of their circle or anything. Mm -hmm. Like, how have you found yourself adapting both to new and previous clients? It's it's all about playing your role. Okay. You got to think of it. Like, like we talked about the pizza, the pizza thing earlier. Now we're going to switch it to basketball because me and Desi G. Desi G just got the new Xbox, by the way. Shout out to my boy Desi G. <laughs> <laughs> I was at, Already. I was at Desi's crib earlier, and uh, he was playing 2K. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, how many, I was like, how many people are you running with? He's like, I'm running with... Uh, two of my boys and I got two two randoms like two random people and I was like alright cool so they play in the game I'm over there sitting there we trying to get stuff in Ableton right mm-hmm. and then I think about it I'm just like yeah man people just gotta play their role if everybody play their role everybody could win so bro yeah. well, I'm gonna pass you the ball if you at the top of the key if you close to the rim I'm gonna pass you the ball we gonna pass this ball around we gonna run pick and rolls we gonna do whatever we yeah. gotta do and play as a team efficiently to win yeah that makes sense Realistically speaking, I think we did that a lot together over at uh, Dreamville. I remember I walked in on a session, uh, you were recording with Omen, and then Ari got onto the mic, and you're like, yo, come on over. I'm like, oh, yo, it's your session. And things, uh, But you're like, yo, but I know you've been working with Ari, yeah. and you work efficiently with Ari, so let's just cut this record. You'll get your point, your 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 credits and all that, and we're good. And me and you are just like, all right, cool. Is that it works. Like, you know how to work with Omen? Great. I know how to work with Ari? Great. There you go. And we got a record done between the two of us. That's where like a, I'm seeing a lot more like uh, co-engineering of mixes and things like that. Like Baines and uh, Tzio is doing a lot of work together on the Chris Brown Thugga stuff. Mm. But um, it's really just that Young Thug really likes Baines. Chris really likes Pat. And it's not that one is better than the other. It's that yo, let me let me yo, go just, with my guys. That just, just do this both. is my team. It's efficiency. It's yeah. that simple. The way that the way that Nav works really fascinates me. Really. People need, to, people need to pay more attention than that. If he's going to get back on production, like doing his own production again, like he used to when he first started, but he got a team, his team works for him, mm-hmm. him and his team now work with everybody. Anybody that wants to come do stuff with them, they run through the team. So that's all, all their stuff get mixed by ProLogic. That's his engineer. That's also one of his producers. His other producer, homie, doing majority of the beats, all of them doing majority of production and staying in-house. Them... Um, I just got hip to Philly uh, working on Dying. It's a production group. Mm-hmm. These niggas is all nasty. They're all disgusting. Fantastic producers. So let me ask you this. We'll wrap it up with this, but I never like putting a limit to who you think people should check out. But because you're so plugged into the underground side of L.A. that a lot of people are unaware of, and mm-hmm. you're also plugged into the top end of things, if you could say there's five people to check out that you've been working with that you honestly say like you know what i feel like they should get more plays who would you say people should actually go and take a listen to to hear not only what you've been doing both as a producer as an engineer but like you know who who can they familiar who can they familiarize themselves with that's related to your productions real quick i want to give a shout out to my iphone it's dying but <laughs> it's holding it down though. It's holding it I down. I promise you that. You want to say something real quick? No, I was just <laughs> gonna say for Big Sur and that whole shutdown, all stupid. 
It was so tragic. Yeah, we right. yeah we still won't leave Apple for some. We can't. Yeah. We can't leave Apple, bro. We're addicted. It's They've sickening. That, it's that airdrop for me. It is air. It's the airdrop for me. <laughs> it's the airdrop for me. All right, five artists. Uh, first, I would go with Duda. Do the damn things. Uh, oh yeah, San Bernardino yeah. West. You feel me? Um, who else? I would go with Trev Rich. Mm-hmm. I'm going Sylvan Lequeux. Mm-hmm. I'm going Marlakura. What's that for? That's four. Damn, people gonna hate me. Oh well. Um, who else? Who else do I listen to? I got I got this homie. His name's uh, his name's Ruby. Ruby's crazy. Ruby. Yeah, I got some, right. some. Me and Ruby got some stuff. Me and Ruby finna finish show out real soon. But so let's do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say them. I got a whole bunch of people. You know, I, I stay, was gonna say I you stay. probably have hundreds of people. I, I'm trying. Oh, I'm trust thinking, me. I'm Every time I hit ice, he's somewhere else. I'm thinking of the Rolodex, and I'm just like, yo, there's so many people. My Air, favorite thing airplane. that ice ever tells me is, I'm like, where you at? He's like, I'm in Africa. Africa. He could be down the street. He's in Africa. Gone. <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> so, how about this? Make a playlist of some tracks that you think people should actually take a listen Most to. Definitely. We'll link it. That way people can listen to it. They can get familiar with your sound. But, yo, honestly, thank you for coming through. Man, I know you've been running me. sessions and everything. And literally, we it's it's midnight right now. And you're here doing this. <laughs> thank you for that, man. Bro. Appreciate you, Doug. My boy. I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for joining us on the show, Ice. And uh, we'll link all of Ice's social in the description below. Most definitely. Um, And maybe we'll see you again soon on the show or something like that. Man, I'll be back. Ask us questions. Follow uh, DJ Ice. What's your uh, Instagram tag? It is at DJIC2Es, because I'm extra, (laughs) dot TFO. Dot TFO. DJICEE dot TFO. Go follow him on Instagram. Hit us up. Ask him some questions. He is the man. DJ Ice is very knowledgeable and, and more importantly, is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. He's very courteous, so you'll want to get to know this guy. You'll want to hit him up. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Always. Thank and, you for having me. Yeah, of course. And with that, happy mixing, everybody, and stay saucy. One, two, three. <laughs>